Hi, I'm JoLynn McCarthy, and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering today's questions, we have with us Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, JoLynn. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay, our first question, Phil, is from Betty in Kingston. She asks, do you see the path of interest rates changing after the election? So, you know, good question. We've been stuck in this really low interest rate environment uh, for quite some time now. Uh, I like to look at rates, you know, over time. I think if you look at rates over the past few decades, uh, you know, starting in the 90s, you'd see a 10-year treasury uh, that spent, you know, uh, a lot of time, you know, in the in the in the mid uh, single uh, the high single digit range, uh, then going down in the 2000s to about the four to five percent range, and then going down, you know, in in the 2010s uh, into the the one to two percent range. Uh, we're looking at a 10-year Treasury today of about 78 basis points. Short term, that's a, a big rise from the 60, 65 basis points it was just a few weeks ago. Um, so I think that if you if you look at Powell um, and, and his Fed chairmanship, I mean, that's not up until 2022, I believe, um, that you know he'll maintain liquidity and keep rates low, uh, obviously, uh, while we're coming through uh, this pandemic. Um, I just think if you look historically – uh, interest rates have trended downwards globally uh, for quite some time as you've had more exchange of money. You know, it's back to the old supply and demand issues. A lot of supply out there, right, um, and, and very low rates uh, to keep the the world of Washington liquidity. While they are letting the economy run hot, we are trying to get, you know, inflation uh, numbers up in, in certain areas. We certainly know that they are rising uh, in, in certain areas, minus energy. Um, I think that... Um, on the other side of this, it's going to be very hard uh, to ever go back to rates in the you know four to five percent range. Uh, in fact, I, I would dare say that in my lifetime it might not be seen. Um, so I think rates uh, in this low range uh, will persist for quite some time. Yeah. I think that uh, eventually rates uh, should rise though on that ten-year back into the one to two percent range. Uh, but that that's all I would see uh, looking out long term. Uh, to be quite honest with you. So uh, should the election change the path and trajectory of interest rates? Not right off the bat. We'll see what a, you know, if a Fed chair can change down the road, but I don't see rates going uh, meaningfully higher uh, due to uh, market forces. Okay. Thank you. Next question, Mike, is from Dan in Arizona. I recently heard the term SPAC. Can you elaborate on what those are? These are really new type of instruments, actually, that uh, a lot of investors, uh, high profile investors have been using to actually try to bring private companies public. Um, the term SPAC actually stands for um, Special Purpose Acquisition Company, and it's a phenomenon that's relatively new. It's something that's emerged really in the last three years. So what it is, it's a shell company and investors just basically pool together um, a bunch of money. 
usually like some odd billions of dollars. And what happens is usually when a company goes IPO, they go through a traditional underwriting process with a roadshow and the investment bank tries to promote um, investment in this company and try to generate excitement about it. What a SPAC does is a SPAC is just a pool of money inside of a shell company that buys – the SPAC is publicly traded. Um, it buys a private company and then just brings them public by just bringing them into public markets through an acquisition. It's much less costly than going through the traditional underwriting process and IPO process, which is why a lot of high-profile investors have kind of flocked to these um, more recently. Um, these things are publicly traded. You can invest in them, um, and they will trade back and forth based off speculation on what some companies will actually want to buy. They're I haven't seen any ETFs that actually um, pool together buckets of SPACs or anything like that quite yet. Um, and it could be a really interesting phenomenon. Um, be, the, the one thing that you really have to be aware of is that um, a SPAC has two years to buy or acquire something, another company, or they have to return um, the pool of money to their investors. Um, but this is a way that a lot of private equity firms have been trying to bring companies public throughout the traditional IPO process. It's definitely something to look at and potentially take advantage of. Um, we're trying to evaluate different means and mechanisms of actually like looking at these things and buying them. Um, they will trade on anticipation, but it's a really new type of topic that um, is generating a lot of excitement amongst uh, the investment community. And it's, it's definitely something that we're looking into and evaluating as some type of alternative long-term for our clients. Interesting. Okay. Well, thank you both for answering this week's two questions. Again, if you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at info at focuswealthmanagement.net. Thank you. Stay safe and have a good weekend.